Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf pay. In Babakam, from the top of the page. Yesterday, the main halacha that we, well, the main halacha that we learned in, the, in this last Mishnah was that, in, at least in those days, again, it's a shaila whether it applies in modern times or in times when people didn't have fields. You don't raise goats and sheep in Eretz Yisrael because they consume, they tend to consume other people's uh, uh, crops. And number one, it's a question of stealing. I'm going to steal unless you pay it. And the other question is the issue of Eretz Yisrael, because if they eat up all the crops, people won't have food, etc. It'll be very difficult to dwell in Eretz Yisrael. So it only applied in Eretz Yisrael. As we said, it didn't apply in Chutzlars. It didn't even apply in Surya, which was questionable. It didn't really have a loch of Eretz Yisrael, but David Amelech had conquered it. Shalom the Talmidim asked me, Malagadol, are you allowed to raise or breed animals? Didn't we just say the Mishnah? You're not allowed to. Let's go on Armaland Mutter. So you don't Mutter. I've got Tanan Ein Magadlin. How could that be? Our Mishnah says you cannot raise these kind of animals in Eretz Yisrael. This is the question they ask: Mal Lishos, are you allowed to retain them? In other words, we said at the end of the daf yesterday, even though you're not allowed to breed them, but before the Chag, thirty years before the Chag, when they needed animals to bring us Kerbonos, thirty years maybe before a wedding. Uh, what, three days before the market, you're allowed to... Give them. So the question was, are you allowed to retain them? But he didn't say, he just said, are you allowed to retain them? You can't grow them, you can't breed them, but are you allowed to have some? Amalem Mutter, he said, you're allowed to. But don't let them run out in the flock. In other words, don't let them run out among the other flocks, the cows and the other animals that you're allowed to have. Elikosha Bakarmita, the normal way it was, is tie it to the to the, uh, the bedpost, meaning... Doesn't mean dafka the bedpost. It meant to tie it up, meaning that was that was the only thing they usually they had in that case. Now, anyway, Rashi says over here that the rabbanon plikulatim gulio because he didn't say the mission. The, the, the story does not relate that it took place before thirty days before a wedding or uh, or the holidays or the market. He says you're allowed to keep it. So he says yeah, you're allowed to keep it. Just don't let it run around. Can't tie it up. So Rashi learns that there's a machlokas. Tosa says no, it's not mistavra. He says Tosa ain't really plikulatim gulio. Uh, the, the it's, it's, it's unlikely. He says, He's just saying that, that he's speaking about before the regal. In other words, it was the story before the regal. So that was a question. Rashi learned that it was a question with Stam. And there's a machlokas. Tell us what do you have to say it's a machlokas for. The question was not he allowed to retain the regal. He was allowed to retain before the holiday, that kind of a thing. And he was from the way they were mocked. You can easily learn Magadlin, you can't. No, no, no. But but the, the ma- right, Lasha no, shows. Magadlin, you can't. Is he going to just keep it? Just on keeping. Yeah, yeah. Magadlin certainly you can't. So what do you mean? How can you not keep them? You need them. No, no, no. You don't need them. No, no. So, so no, you don't need. According to Rabban, you only times. need. At certain times, you're allowed to keep. Them. Other times, you can't. According to the way Rashi learns, Rambam was mantra all year round. You're always allowed to keep them, but just keep them tight. Don't let them run around. Keep them tied. Keep them tied to the bed. So that Rashi says that's a machlokas between Muli and the Rabbanan. Tosus says we have to say machlokas for it. The story was: Are you allowed to keep them before these holidays, these designated times? Tarabar Ma'is Bechasadachad. It was a story with a pious man, Goneach Milibo. He had like I don't know, probably like angina or something. He could have difficulty breathing, had heartaches. Michelle Larofim. They asked the doctors, "What can we do for this guy? What should we? What should we heal him from?" Below, Inlo Takana. The only you could do is Adshe Yonek. Chalav uh, roteach until he um, sucks warm milk. I assume it means that they sucked it straight from the uh, the animal. Was that done? I mean, otherwise maybe they didn't have warm milk, or maybe it says yonik. Hey, yonik is like nurse. It's boiling. It's boiling. Yeah, from the not from the animal. So maybe it means maybe it means that they. Uh, but why use lotion of yonik then? Maybe it means he sucks. Whatever he takes hot milk every morning. He's got to have hot milk every morning. How is he going to get there? They brought him a goat, 
Why can't he have? Why can't he have uh, cow's milk then? If they had to boil it afterwards, I, I think it means that actually he nursed it, took it straight from the from it, and that cow maybe well, was impractical, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't practical with a cow, and they brought him a goat, or or, or maybe the the prescription was for goat's milk. You know, some people are allergic to regular milk. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, the um, lactose, whatever. So whatever. I don't know. and they brought him a goat. and they tied it to the post of the bed, to the bed, to the bed uh, post. And he would and he would um, nurse from it or whatever, take milk from that every morning. Now. Sounds like he actually nursed from the animal. He took it right out, like he said, maybe it was fresh. So, Lahore, this man was over on Allah, you're not allowed to have the animals in the house. Even if he wasn't really breeding them, he just had one goat. But according to Rabbanan, you're only allowed to keep it at certain times of the year. So, obviously, you could say this is an exception, a medical exception, reform. So, one day his friends came to visit him. They weren't necessarily, it didn't mean that they were they Like you say, if they were Birkacholim, they know that he was sick. You're allowed to Michal Shabbos if somebody's really sick. But whatever, apparently either wasn't that serious or they weren't visiting him for Birkacholim. So he's Kshur Bakarmita. Once they saw the goat tied there, they turned around and said, This guy is a armed robber. In other words, because goats go around stealing other people's crops. So if this guy's got a goat, he's a Ghanaf. So that's low. We're coming to visit him. Yashvu Batku, they they said, let's let's check into this guy. What, what's the matter? These guys in a varyan. Yashvu, they said they they uh, they sat on it, Ubatku, and they checked. That was the only sin this guy ever did. No Lashinhara, no stealing, no nothing. He never did anything bad. He paid his shul dues on time. He was never never negligent in anything. He was a perfect Jew, except for this one thing, Yafa. Even when he died, Amr, after all, he was called a chaser. A chaser is a pious person. Amr, that's the only sin that I've done. As if to say that maybe it really wasn't Sakonis Nefashos. And he says, you know, he, it, it was the Rafua, but he didn't really have to do it. And he said he was over it. Because if it was a Rafua, if it was Sakonis Nefashos, uh, there's nothing that stands for Sakonis Nefashos, even Chol Shabbos. Everything, you, you, you're, you're matzer everything. So it must be that it wasn't really a case of, this was better for his health, but you know, they assumed that Dr. Stone was better for his health. Maybe it wasn't all agreed upon, only he did that, whatever. That was the only thing that he did wrong. How did they, how did they get out of the midst of No, maybe they weren't, I'm saying there's several issues here. We don't know they were in Bacacholin. They could have just come in to visit him, Stam. Maybe they were just visiting. They were invited over one day. Maybe it wasn't, you understand? They, yeah. But if, if it was Bikr Cholin, then what, then what was the question? What, what right did they have to leave? So no. he was. No, because they, yeah, well, they thought that he wasn't, uh, you know, no, who I knows? Understand, yeah. But does that mean yeah. that if you see, you go to visit a Machal Shabbos for Bikr Cholin, you're not allowed to? You're not supposed to? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Amrabish. Chas means a pious man. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? I think. Yeah. We had um, that they're sort of extra chassid. You know, so why does yeah. it have to be a chassid? Yeah. Why, why is the story exactly a chassid? No, no, it's just a story that way. Rashi they said, yeah. Yeah, Rashi said back on Samachesim Abbeis, Savala Katsnuin, they all liked it snuin. We talked about the people, um, you know, that. 
people have fields and they're afraid that the poor people or other people will take from their fields. So what they would do is, remember, we had this word that said, you know, they get up and they say, whoever takes anything now, I'm after it. You know, the question is, do it before, do it afterwards. The Rashi's of the Tznuin, the Amin Lekaman, so Rashi's mashma that Tznuin are Hasidim. And how does he find the Hasidim? Hasidim who are who go above and beyond, not just for themselves, but they want to keep other people from sinning too. In other words, I would rather give away my stuff. Uh, if a guy steals from me, I'm give it away. And I, was, I knew a friend of mine that she came out one day to, uh, uh, she was unloading her, uh, her groceries in the shopping cart, and she took it to the car, and she looked away for a second. She looked around. Somebody had stolen the cart with the groceries. So, her, so she's such a fine person, this lady. So she said, you know, she's moichelet, and she says, woe unto us that in Yerushalayim we have people who have to steal food. You know, it wasn't like she was. They, they stole her wallet. They took the food that she had in the basket. You know, so that's a person who's a chassid who gives it away that the person should not. The other person should not be over. That's one of the attributes of chassidim. They have other attributes too. <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> so talking about real chassidim. I'm not talking about the way. It's clear from the end of the story yeah. that chassid is dafka. Dafka what? Yeah, yeah. He never did anything else wrong. Can you imagine this? And even this isn't such a bad thing. It was the doctor told him. Right. My family descended from the landowners in the Galil. Why were they uh, why were they ruined? Why were they laid ruined? Because they used to uh, graze their uh, pasture their animals in the forests. Now, the forests we learned the other day. Were, yesterday we saw that you're allowed to graze in the forest, even for, even though the forest was owned by property. We're talking about fields of crops. That's you know private property. But even though the forests were owned by certain people, but as we'll see later on, then tomorrow's Gemara, one of the rules was that Yeshua when, when uh, Yeshua brought the people of Israel, they said that under certain conditions. In other words, like there's public property, and you have to, you have to, uh, if you, you know, certain, even if you have a private property, people are allowed to walk there at certain times of the year, or et cetera, et cetera. Those are the conditions that, that, that Yeshua said. In other words, it's like, Laws like uh, you know, like eminent domain and things like that. The government's allowed to make laws for the betterment of society, even though it infringes to some degree on individuals. That's the laws. So this is one of the laws too. Even though it was a private forest, people now now we're not talking about a private you know crops and a field. It's about a forest with just you know wild trees, etc. That he was doing. That's so he says. The done and They did these two things. Number one, they grazed in the forest, which we're going to say in a minute. What's wrong with that? Right, you're allowed to do that. And number two that they judged uh, uh, financial matters with an individual. <coughs> Instead of having a Bezdin of three, or at least a Yachid Mumcha, they would just they would judge cases with one, uh, one Din Torah, so to speak, one rabbi. Even though they had these uh, forests were right near their houses, so what's wrong with that? If they're right near their houses, just go into the forest, the forest is motor. There was a small field they had to pass through a small field to get to the forest, and apparently the animals pastured there as well, and that was why they were ruined, because they, uh, they were over on this rule of grazing in other people's lands, and also the rule of, uh, of uh, judges. Of, of, uh, they, point, they, they, don't, they, uh, ju- they adjudicated financial matters with a bezin of one instead of a bezin of three. Talk about a roa she'osa tshuva. Here's a, another famous thing. There's many takonas that they made for a bal tshuva, as we saw 
uh, that uh, remember the famous one we said is if you steal the post, you, know, you steal a beam and you build it into the house. Let's say we stole this beam. We don't know where the Arabs got this beam from or this beam. Let's say they stole it. And now whoever, they want to do tshuva. But in order to return the beam, you lose the whole house. So he said you could just pay for it. You don't have to give it the beam. They made the various takanas. So let's say a, a, a shepherd who had animals and had gone into other people's fields and stolen from them. And now he did tshuva. Or, or in this case, not talk about stealing, maybe he really can't do tshuva for that unless he knew what he took, but the point was he's got all these animals. He, he raised, a, raised a goats and sheep and Eretz Yisrael, he's not supposed to. So in order for him to do tshuva, in other words, if you're forced to sell, sell everything, if you're forced to sell all your assets, sell all your assets at one time, you're not going to get such a good price because everybody knows that you're under the gun and they're going to offer you less money. So he doesn't have to sell the whole, the whole uh, herd at one point. What's it called? Uh, Naftali, not a herd for sheep. It's called something else. A flock or whatever. Flock. Yeah, so, yeah, a flock. He doesn't sell the whole flock at one shot. He could do it little by little in order. Let's say a ger who, who inherited from his Goyesha father dogs and pigs. Now we say you're not supposed to raise, let's call it wild dogs or rough dogs and pigs um, and so you know, let's say he got some automatically, that his father was a guy he died and he got him by Yerusha he doesn't have to sell them all right away again, sell them little by little so he'll get a good price some take out the word of Eretz Yisrael bias could be in Eretz Yisrael doesn't make as much sense, anyway some take out the gifts of Eretz Yisrael Somebody made a net. Listen, I'm going to get. I'm going to buy a house tomorrow, and I'm going to get married tomorrow. I'm going to. I'm going to reform. I'm going to do all the right things. Amichaim's like me. I doesn't have to buy a house immediately. The first house that he that he uh, comes upon, or the first girl that he that he that is Anshim Still, he finds one that's proper for him. He doesn't, he doesn't even know he took a net or that he's going to do these things. Or in this case, it's probably a shvur that he's going to marry uh, marry somebody right away or or buy a house. He doesn't have to do it immediately. Can find the right one. There was a story with a woman who had made such an abisha. There was a story with a woman who um, whose son was giving her a lot of trouble. The cuffs and she jumped up and she swore. Whoever comes in the door, I'll marry him. I don't know. Maybe she wanted a uh, she wanted a whip in the house or whatever she wanted. Or she she couldn't handle the boy, so she wanted a husband. He says, I'm not going to turn away anybody. I'll marry anybody. Unfortunately, you know, when people heard about that, uh, people who were uh, less, than, um, less, than, less than honorable people came to, uh, to court her. They said, right? that She meant somebody that's proper. Again, it's the same idea, even though we said the halacha by a man who said he's going to marry a woman or buy a house, it applies to anybody. What are you worried about? She made a netter? Uh, it's a shvua. It's a shvua. Shvua. Yeah. She said. Um, she said the first. She says, "I'll show you, kid. I'm going to marry the first guy who comes in." And the, the, shot, the question is, do we force her? To do we marry force her to marry? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she made an editor. or or do you, uh, she made a shvua. Do you take it seriously, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. You know, does she have to fulfill the netter? They're going to or or break the netter, whatever. And they said no. It doesn't even have to break the netter because she meant the first proper person. That's what we mean. Just like we said, you don't raise. Uh, small animals, small flocks in Eretz Yisrael because they'll ruin the Yishuv and they'll steal. Also, a small beast. Chaya uh, just means like a wild animal. They call that in English a beast. But it means 
any of these small animals because they do the same thing. Obviously, if if uh, if if uh, bees, if uh, small animals like uh, sheep and uh, and goats, if they do this, certainly small beasts do it. You can. So again, when we talked about dogs. The, the, when you talk about dogs, yesterday we said a dog that bites. And that barks that with a frightful bark that can scare women and maybe lose their child. But he says you could raise a club and cough. We'll talk about village dogs. We see by that Rashi says that means small dogs that don't cause trouble, right? You know, like the midget dogs, or what we call a hunting dog. You know, a hunting dog. They have these special hunting dogs that are very well trained. You know, they they look like uh, greyhounds. I think they're very fast and they don't they don't cause trouble, right? So it really means if you know the dog doesn't cause trouble, so you could raise them. But Hatumilat raise cats. We'll talk about kofin means like apes. I guess it means small monkeys. Monkeys of various sorts, all kinds of monkeys. But Huldos snarm. We'll talk about Huldos snarm. You can translate it as porcupines. But it really means is a um, what's the English word for a Hulda? A weasel, weasel. like a weasel snarm of the snare of the bushes. The the weasel of the bushes. We'll talk about that. Why? Why are you allowed to raise these animals? They shall sleep with the knockers by because they help clean, they keep the house clean of mice. They chase, the, the, you know, we know we know cats keep away the mice, right? And these other things, I guess, also help keep away the mice. My chulis, what are these chulis? Sharts of chartsa, gesherets of chartsa, the chartsa species. Okay, again, I said in English, they translate as porcupines. Does he say porcupines there, or he's got some other word for it? I don't know. Ikanami, charza, uh, it also means it's a, it's, a, it's a species of charza, not charza, but that's a species. The ktina said it's got thin legs. Vareya benivardine, and it uh, pastures among the rose bushes. That's why it's called the bush. It's the, it's the weasel of the bush. Well, my charza, the, uh, and why is it called a sheritz? If it's a weasel, it's not really sheritz. The metsoi saki, it's got small feet. It's got very small feet. It looks like it's a crawling, uh, like something that's crawling, and therefore it's called the sheritz. I'm going to be we said that the Kano was only in Eretz Yisrael. You can't raise you can't raise these small uh, flocks because they steal other people's uh, fields and they also make it unlivable because there's no no fruits and vegetables. Uh, they they eat up the uh, it's hard for each Eretz Yisrael. So Rav, this is what said here in Bavel, where now we've been exiled to Bavel, uh, we made ourselves in Bavel like in Eretz Yisrael because once there's a big issue, the whole idea is of issue of a community. So we made us sort of the Lebeimadaka for in terms of Lebeimadaka, we don't we don't allow them to raise either. In other words, when they first came to, let's say they went, a few people started coming to Bavel, so there wasn't really a Yishuv there. Once the Yishuv came, Rashi says over here, Shemiyom Golos Yechenya. As soon as Yechenya was sent out of uh, by Nebuchadnezzar, was taken out of Eretz and sent there. Rabu Shem Tamidim and Yishuv from Yishuv Kavuos. He made the same rule there. What about you? What about you? What about you? You you have behemadah because if he if Rav said what if Rav said that you're not that in Bava we also don't keep them so Ravada Barava was not the same author as Ravuna Marav as Rav said to Ravuna why do you keep small animals? Amalei didan ours come into luchova chova my wife she watches them she takes care of them so Amalei he answered him chova take brina lebina is do you want your wife to bury your your your, your son so. The way Rashi learns, and the way one of the Tratmatosis seems to indicate, is that you know, you she can't do a good job, and it was like a curse. You know, like well, what do you mean? She's she's going to watch watch them. Rashi says she She can't watch them. What kind of a thing is that? She's going to keep it. What, what kind of a woman in those days knew how to tend uh, you know tend flocks? Was a was a shepherd? Who, you know who could do that? 
Tosa says it with an explanation. He says, take relevant up. If she's going to be busy tending to the flocks, she's not going to take care of the children. So the children are going to grow up to be Vildechayas, etc. So what's going on over here, right? She's not, she's not going to be, what are you, your wife is now the shepherd, so who's taking care of the kids? So your kids are going to turn out bad. What, what's going on over here? It's like it was a logical explanation. He says, you know, oh, your wife is busy with this, so she's not going to watch the kids. The, the, way, the way Rashi seems to indicate in this, and Tos, Tos brings out from other cases where you, a similar law, it's more of a curse. Ah, you know, that's, that's uh, not going to work, you know, and as a curse, this is what's going to happen. She's going to lose, she's not going to have children. Um, uh, so Kulashana, because of that curse, the Ravada Brava, you know, when a rabbi says something like that, unfortunately, it takes effect many times. Kulashana, the Ravada Brava, as long as Ravada Brava was alive, he was the one who uttered that, those words. Ravuna didn't have any children from that wife, Chova. Maybe he had from others, but he didn't have from that wife, Chova, maybe because of these unfortunate words uttered by Ravada Brava. Economy, some say that it was Omar Ravuna, Ravuna said, Takes out the Amarav. Amar Rafuna Rafuna said, Asinu atzmenim bebavel. We made ourselves in bubble carrots. Israel levei medaka. In other words, we don't we don't we don't allow breeding of medaka. Mechios arav lebavel. Not from the time that goes Yechania, which was obviously you know many years earlier. From the time Rav came, then the yeshivas built up, and you know people. You know that's always how it is. You know how did how did the Jews go from one place to another? At the beginning, there was two guys showed up and three families, whatever, and eventually it built up to be a big community. So when the time Rav came, especially before Rav came, it wasn't so bad, right? But, um, right? Or another Pshat Rashi is that Rav was the one who taught us that halacha. When Rav came, uh, he taught us uh, uh, Okay, now we have a story. Rav, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the rabbis will do that. Yeah, yeah. And as we'll see, because there's no real rules here. As we'll see at the tomorrow's daf, that there's famous thing Yeshua made ten rules when he came into Eretz Israel, like I mentioned before. And that's right; those aren't halachas in the Torah. There's laws that he made for for community living, and 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 the leaders of the community are allowed to do those things. You know, in in Poland and Russia, where they had the or the what was they had the, the. the, the Besden of the four, whatever is the rules of the four communities that they they were allowed to uh, the the Germans, the Polish, and the you know hundreds of years ago they allowed the Jewish people to have their own judges and and to have capital uh, the, the corporal punishment and capital punishment. Notice they 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 did that. They actually functioned. So what is it? Not according to the rules of the Torah, but simply because they they had to. We say that a Besden who kills once in seven years is bad, but the Misa. They did that. They, even in the Shoah, you know, they many times they turned in uh, rats, you know, who you know who hurt people and capos and stuff like that. And then Rabbanim said, "Kill them." Yeah, it was you know uh, it was a tzaruch shah. Tzaruch shah, you're allowed to do those things. The rabbis have to have guts, you know, to do it. But you know, they could say, you know, this is a get, this is not a get. You know, you need Rabbanim who can who can take a position. The three rabbis, Rav Shmuel Ravasi. Now, Rav was the old elder rabbi. It's and Shmuel was much younger, and Ravasi was a Talmud of Rav. So you have these three rabbis. They came to a bris because at the end of seven days you have the bris. They attended a, a, a simcha like a bris. When the son is saved, here Yeshua means that he is redeemed. Means the pidyon aben. He was a firstborn. Before he was born, and it was a simcha. It was either a bris or. Or a, I think the key is they serve fleshics. They, they serve fleshics. That's the main thing. They serve meat. So as they came in, 
who goes in first? That's always the thing. You, know, you go in first, you always give respect to the other guy in first. So Rav Loyal come in Shmuel. Rav didn't come in. He didn't want to go in first because he wanted Shmuel to go in first. Now, even though we said Shmuel was much, much younger, and, and Rav did not really uh, uh, have to accord him the honor, but we'll see there was a special case here. Rav had said something bad about Shmuel, and he felt indebted to make it up to him, so Rav didn't want to enter in front of Shmuel. Shmuel came Ravasi. Shmuel was much younger, so he didn't go in because he, even because of Ravasi, and Ravasi was a Talmud of Rav. Ravasi loyal committed Rav, and Ravasi wouldn't go in because he didn't because Reb, Rav was his was his student, so nobody came in. So they said, "Yeah, everybody's standing there. What are they going to do?" Amri, man, Nisra, who should be last? Nisra is like laacher, you know, like Who should be last? So, so they said, Nisra Shmuel. Let Shmuel come in last because he's really the youngest of them, right? Bechutz. Uh, and let Rav and Ravasi come in together, and then the Talmud will come in, then Shmuel come in. So why didn't Rav or Ravasi, why didn't they go in last? And why, what was the Yakbar over here? In other words, Rav wanted to accord Shmuel some special respect, because he had cursed him, and he felt bad about the curse. In other words, many times you see that the rabbis gave out a curse, and then they felt that, you know, that it wasn't always a good thing. You felt bad about it. So Adbe Ravale and Rav, he says, he forced himself to give him cover because he felt that he had wronged Shmuel before. Anyway, so they had this discussion as to what to do. And at the end, they said, okay, Shmuel will come in last, and Rav and Ravasi will go in together. Rav will go in a little bit ahead because Rav was the rabbi. But meanwhile, this, they were delayed at the door. That's what happened. Meanwhile, they were, they were fighting over, they were fighting over a cover. Who's going to be first? <laughs> no, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't. You know, what was it? You know, he goes in first, I'm leaving, you know. <laughs> you know no, no, or if I don't get a bracha under the chuppah, I'm not coming to the wedding. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, that's how it is, unfortunate. Okay, anyway. So So while this is going on, you know, these things, that's the story. While they were schlepping along here, also Shunra, a cat came along and cut the This baby, to see the seven-day-old baby, or uh, a cat came along and bit off the hand of the baby. So Nafak Rav went out in Darshan, that Chatul Mutu Lahargo. Because of that, you're allowed to kill a cat. You're allowed to kill a cat. You know, they're dead on the, on the ground there. You're allowed to kill a cat. But also lakaimo, and also you can't breed them, you can't raise them. So what do you need both? And we'll see. But ain't bomishim gesel, and also you can't. You know, if you belong, you think it's the other guy's cat. If you steal it, there's no there's no issue of stealing. And you don't have to return it either. So the question aren't these some of these halachas redundant? Now we'll see. Doesn't necessarily before you ask about the cats, which cats? Some people have cats as pets. You know. You offend some people if you tell them that your cat is bothering me or whatever. Same thing with dogs. As we said, it doesn't apply to all dogs. You see, we made exceptions for small dogs, hunting dogs, special dogs, etc. Today, you know, the train. I mean, would anybody say, whatever you think about dogs, if he has a seeing eye dog, nobody's going to say something about that. They're like tzaddikim that's seeing eye dogs, you know. Anyway, once you're allowed to kill it, what do you need this business about that it's not usur? To to uh, breed that um, yeah, no I'm sorry I said argo but also and you can't and you can't keep it well if you're allowed to kill it certainly uh, you know of course you can't be makayim you're supposed to kill it already so what do you mean how can you breed them how can you raise them I might think you're allowed to kill it if you want to but he's there's no iser you don't have to kill it you know you don't you don't have to kill it you're allowed to if you want. 
but there's no insert to keep them. If you don't want to kill them, you could. Kamash one, not only are you allowed to kill it, but you're not allowed to raise it. But we'll see which kind of cat we're talking about. Kamash Malon, that, uh, that not only you're, you're allowed to kill it, but, it, but if you don't kill it, you can't, you, you, know, you don't have to kill it. But if you don't kill it, you also can't raise them. Amri Bechivin the Amri Neimah Mishum Gezel wants to say there's no inyan of stealing. My new su ain't ba Mishum Hashavayel Labalim. If there's always no to steal it, certainly there's no issue not to return it. Amri Bechivin the Oro. Here's the point: there's no issue to steal it. And even if you find a dead cat or you have a dead cat here and the cat belonged to Yankel, you don't have to return the hide. When the cat when the cat is no longer uh, of any value to the owner and he's certainly not going to cause any harm, but there's no you don't even have to return the hide because because that was the rule in order to discourage the rabbis made these rules to discourage people from keeping those cats. And you see, this, cat, this way you discourage them. You're not going to have any value from it. Somebody can come along and kill them. They don't even have to return to you the dead the, the, for the club. We just had an Amanalaf. You're allowed to raise, remember, we're allowed to raise village dogs or dogs that don't cause harm. The chatul, you say, you're allowed to raise a chatul. You're allowed to raise cats. You were saying, you're not allowed to raise, that Rob made a rule, you can't raise cats, right? That you're allowed to kill it, you can't raise it. Here, Rabbi Shimon said, you're allowed to grow, you're allowed to uh, raise uh, dogs that are, don't do harm, and cats, the kofen and uh, monkeys, the choldos, the snom, and porcine, so here you see you're allowed to keep cats, it depends if it's a black cat or a white cat. Apparently the white cats cause more harm. That's the one that you can't raise. That's the white, the white cat's the one who ate the kid's hand, right? Bit the kid's hand off. Black one's okay. But the story with Rav, we assume it's you just said it's a white one. That was a black one. You just said the black ones are okay, and this was a black one. Hasam uchum bar chibra. The mother was a white one. It came from a white one. Now you, that means you have to know the pedigree. Wait, we're not done. Ivan me boy boy le rabino rabino has this question to boy rabino uchum bar chibra mau. We said that a white one's no good, a black one's okay. What happens if it's a black one, the son of a white one? So so there was a question. So how do you say over here that it's all good? Kikam me boy le rabino rabino's question was uchum bar chibra bar uchma. The grandfather was a black one, the daughter was a white one, and then the grandson was a black one. That was his question. My said, Rav was by a black one whose whole pedigree, going back to the grandfather, was was a white one. So if you know that, presumably if you know that, then you're not allowed, you don't have to keep them. Notice the simon here is Chabad, and it's yeah. not because of Chabad, it's because you have the names here. This is like we have at the end of the Museum. Omar of Achla Bar Papa, these were brothers. Omar of Achla Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Ada Bar Papa. You see that, and Mishum Ada Bar Papa. So if you look at the names, you see Acha has the Ches in the middle, then Abba, the other brother, has the Beis, and then the third brother, Ada, has the Dao. That's how you get Chet Beis Dao. Anyway, Vamila Omar of Abba Bar Papa, something was Abba Papa, Mishum Rav Chia Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Acha Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Acha Bar Papa, three different set of brothers. Vamila Rav Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Acha Bar Papa, Mishum Rav Chanina Bar Papa, throwing a different brother there. Masrian Alachich, you're allowed to. In Tainus, more brings down that there are certain when plagues hit the people, they they call out the tzibur, you know, to uh, to raise to have a fast, and they have special davening and shofros and chatzotros. That's called Betzibor. means when people are itching themselves. There's a certain plague where people are, are itching themselves, some sort of a disease. So even on Shabbos, even on Shabbos they cry. They, they cry out publicly. And a door that's closed doesn't mean literally a door. It means once the door is closed on you, you know, on you, like you're not matzliach, it's not, not so simple. Once a guy's a low mutzlach, it's hard to come back. 
And if you buy a house in Eretz Yisrael, we're talking about it here, you buy it from a goy, in order, because of Yishav Eretz Yisrael, Kosovov only can write the shtar of Philip Shabbos. Of course, we're going to talk about the goy rights, and not you. You can't write on Shabbos. But you're allowed normally, for, because of, uh, normally because we know that, um, that uh, Amir Lakim is a shvus. You're not allowed to tell a guy to do work for you unless it's, uh, you know, it's a public necessity, like turning on the lights or the air conditioning on Shabbos for seaboard, not for an individual. A little complicated. Anyway, Amir Lakim is Osir. So, but over here, because if he sure it's a stroll, they were matter. You're allowed to tell the guy. That's what I'm saying. So now, Mason, so these are three things that he said. Now, look at where it's all custom of on a field of Shabbos. Mason, Mason, Ushar, Peroni, Osim, Israq, Shabbos, and other. Uh, plagues or uh, things that happen, uh, uh, evil things that befall the tzibur, basal tzibur, kagon. Example, like this itching, or chagav, or uh, locusts, a plague of locusts, or flies, sira hornets, hitosh, mosquitoes, uh, zika, whatever you want to call it, right? Bishiluch, nechash, mekravim, or if uh, ser- uh, serpents and scorpions are rampant, whatever. Lo yimasriyin, they didn't call out the tzibur. Let's talk, and people would daven privately when these things happen. It's so can you just did it privately. Rashi says, uh, but people individually would pray, but they wouldn't cry out. So what's going on? You said that you, you announced it publicly and make a big make a big fuss about it even on Shabbos. Here you say it out there. That's all kasha. This Kam is about where it happens on Shabbos. Where, it's on Shabbos, yeah, even on Shabbos. Where it got, yeah, but I mean, you, if it was yesterday, it continues, right? You do it even on Shabbos. You can announce it, especially Shabbos, people come together. So you see over here that... Um, on this itching system, it depends. Depends on the kind of itch. If it was moist, not as bad, then you do tzolkim. But the dry one itches more, it's more of a serious, uh, more of a serious disease. Don't remember Shubin Levi. Shechin Shevi Kashbachim The boils that burned on one of the ten plagues of Mitzrayim was the Shechin. Lach Bachutz, it was moist on the outside, the Yavashifnim, and dry on the inside, which made it much worse. Shem was a Paskis, Vahi Shechin Avabuos. The boils Avabuos were bubbled up, Poreach, breaking forth, bottom of Ahima. Right, burning forth. In other words, the part that broke forth through the outside—that was the—that was the as it as it grew and broke forth. That's moist because it's it's getting bigger. That's that's like a lot. That's a lot live. Whereas the dry, the part that's dead, is on the inside. And that's what made it so difficult. So he says, but if it's a dry one, it's very bad. Wet, not as bad. But that's on this one. If the door is closed, it won't open very quickly. Mahi, smicha. If a person didn't get smicha the first time, it's hard to pass the second time. Must you pay off the right people, you know. But but basically, it's it's hard. Once once you didn't get it the first time, it's hard to get it. Rav Ashiomer, Kalamarielo. Whenever something is bad for a person, in other words, whenever he's got like bad mazel, the things aren't going his way. Doesn't get lobem heirat matifin lo. In other words, once a guy has a low mutzlach, he doesn't. It's hard to come back from. Rav Ashiomer, difti omer lo lo matifin lo. Rav Ashiomer, he says, once he it's bad, he never gets. He never can come back from that. Once he has bad mazel and he's low mutzlach, he'll never get back. Although that's not the case. He was talking about himself because he himself had suffered uh, had suffered uh, bad atzlocha and he couldn't come back. But other people are married to It doesn't open up right away. But other people, it's 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 difficult but not impossible. So if you buy a house in Eretz Yisrael, you write the shtar mechira. You write the bill of sale field b'shabbos. You can't write a shtar on Shabbos. Like says over there. It says that in other cases over there, a certain cases where even the Amir Lakim is also, but because of a mitzvah over here, mitzvah Yishav Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to, Achanami, Omer Achmas, here also because of mitzvah Yishav Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to tell the guy to write the bill of sale. The Avakah of the Amir Lakim is Shuz. If we said the Amir Lakim, Amir Lakim is a Shuz, Shuz, Mishim Eretz Yisrael, the gods where they weren't gods were up on it. Omer of Shmuel, Banachmani, Omer of Yonasan, Omer of Yonasan, Halokeich, Eretz Yisrael, if you buy a city in Eretz Yisrael, again, buying it from the guy, presumably, 
Kofnos You also have to buy the roads leading up to four from four sides. In other words, it's a good thing that you're doing that you're buying a city from the Goyim, right? But you have to make it accessible. You said the Mitzvah Yishim that it has to be accessible, so you have to buy the roads on all four sides. Tomorrow's daf we'll, we'll live this about Tan Rabbanan, Asar Tanon Hisna Yoshua, that Yoshua, when he came into Israel, said, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm dividing up the land, we're conquering the land, we're dividing it up, under these ten conditions, that you have to be mavatar and let people into your land and let people cut down things, etc., etc. They need firewood, we'll see all the different things, fishing, all the various rules, the social rules that they made in order to make the land inhabitable municipal for municipal laws for social, uh, for social reasons. Okay, tomorrow, Mr. Shembler, at 7 o'clock, and Sunday at the regular time of 5.30, this route to Shembler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.